What's up? What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back. I am back. Season two. Late to the game. Uh, man, it's been a good minute. Like a real good minute. Um, I think the last post or the last episode was back in like October or something like that uh, with my boy Murrah Millette. If I'm, if I'm, yeah, I think I'm correct. I think that was the last post. It's been a minute since. Uh, and the reason for that, if you don't know, if you're new to the, to the show or just forgot or didn't care or still don't really care, but I don't, I don't care that you don't care. I'm going to tell you, but for those of you that don't know, I had to take the bar exam, um, twice actually. And so I've taken it twice. Um, it has not been fun. <laughs> let me tell you that it has not been fun. Uh, but anywho, let me let me get straight into the episode. It's not going to be a long one. Well, maybe we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But <sighs> all right, let me let me let me at least start off by letting you know the contents. Of the bar exam, right? So the bar exam is a two-day exam that lawyers must take in order to practice law. So technically, yes, I'm a lawyer. I've been trained in the area of law. I've been trained to think like a lawyer, act like a lawyer, all that good stuff because of the school. Well, in order to practice law and actually give out legal advice, and sign off on documents and speak in front of judges and blah, 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 blah. All the good stuff that you see on TV, basically. I have to get the license. Well, in order to get the license, obviously, you got to pass an exam. So, again, this is a two-day exam. Uh, broken down. I felt like my voice cracked. Broken down. I got to get a deeper voice. Broken down. Um... It is a four-session exam. Each session, three hours long. First session on day one, you have a practical portion of the exam that actually, to be honest with you, this portion of the exam is exactly what lawyers will be doing. You're given a packet full of information, case law, uh, statutes, um, professional conduct rules, and, and whatever else they give you, plus made-up facts about a made-up client, and you have to come up with a memorandum that's helping the client or a letter or whatever the case they want you to do, but you're going to do that for the entire duration of the three hours. Well, you'll do it twice. There's two questions for the MPT, right? But the Annoying part about it is it's the least, how can I put it? It's not, it's not heavily graded, put it that way. It's, it's just not as heavy as the essay or the multiple choice portion, which is crazy to me because this is exactly what tests your minim, minimum competency uh, to be able to be a lawyer or think like a lawyer or whatever they want to uh, test us on. But anyway, that's the first session. Second session is six essays, 
um, over 17 different topics um, or areas of law, I should say. And with those six essays, you have three hours to complete them. You don't you go into it not knowing which topic is going to be tested. You have a general idea based off of past um, exams and 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 uh, past data to see which topics are likely going to be tested. Um, but you still don't know. You just literally don't know. And some of the law that they're testing us on is out. Dated, and I mean extremely outdated. Um, for example, one of the essay questions this time around was about real property, future interests, and 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 um, whatnot. Like it was just, I'm not going into detail about it, but it was an outdated area of law. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's the first day. First day is two sessions, three hours each. All writing, well, typing. We don't necessarily have to write our exam anymore. Um, second day is all multiple choice, 200 questions. Luckily, they take away certain subjects, so you don't have to get tested on those subjects for the multiple choice. Two off the top of my head are trust and wills. Um, although, I'm pretty sure... I am confident there was at least one or two uh, multiple choice questions that were uh, that had wills in it, and it kind of just threw you off. And I, I, I did not like that at all. Anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me. There were two sessions. Both sessions are three hours each, just like the first day. Both sessions are mentally exhausting. Uh, they will drain you. <laughs> they, man, it is brutal. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> you, uh, you just, you simply don't know what they're gonna ask within that question. And you have to know the rule. You have to know an, an exception to the rule. So everything in that fact pattern that they're giving you can lead you towards one route. But one word or one sentence, usually it's like a word or two, can th- completely throw it off. Um, can and so it'll it'll they purposely lead you down one path. The bar examiners they lead you down one path, and um, you get stuck on this one path, thinking, "Oh yeah, the answer choice is going to be this because that's what I've been studying." But you have to pay attention to every single word because, like I said, one or two words or even a sentence can completely change the rule and you'll be dealing with the exception to the rule. And so having to deal with situations like that for 100 questions straight in one sitting is very taxing on your mind and on your body. You wouldn't think it would be physically exhausting, but I promise you, because you're so mentally exhausted after taking the exam, you're just physically exhausted. You cannot move. Well, majority of the people that take the exam cannot move. And uh, so, yeah, so you have that twice in one day. <laughs> Morning session, three hours, 100 questions. Afternoon session, same thing. Um, and so I've done that twice, not, not purposely. 
Let me let me let me <laughs> let me preface that. It was not on purpose. My purpose was to pass it one time and never have to look at that thing again. But obviously, I failed the first time. I think I've I've posted it, and so I know a lot of people that actually know me, or at least are friends with me on Facebook, have seen that I posted it. Um, I think I've talked about it on Twitter enough. Uh, but yes, I had to take it twice. It was not fun either time. But I will say this. I feel not not comfortable. I feel better about this this exam than I do the first one. Like I feel better because I felt like I did better this time around than the first. I was more focused. Um, I felt like I I was taking my time. I did different techniques throughout, especially throughout the multiple choice. But I did it throughout the entire exam. But I would take the advice of somebody else telling me to literally just breathe, take a second and breathe and then get back to work, um, which is is thinking about it. It's like, OK, yeah, you could do that easily. But when you're in the middle of the exam and you're just you you're so hyper focused on something, the next question or whatever the case is, you kind of lose track of time. You lose track of breathing. Like you're just so stressed out about it. Which, again, saying it out loud, it just it seems silly. But a test of this, I guess, magnitude is kind of make it or break it for a lot of people. Um, more than what you would think, but it's, it's kind of make it or break it. So the the pressure to pass it is extremely high. And so you kind of forget to breathe and kind of forget to do certain things, different techniques that you did throughout prep. Um, but I did those. I, I forced myself to do it, um, and I feel better. Now, did I do enough to pass? Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody, well, I can't say that. Majority of the people that walked out of there just simply do not know if they passed. They feel comfortable. Some people might feel comfortable thinking they did. Some people might feel comfortable thinking they uh, uh, did enough. Others think they just knocked it out the park, which I don't. I don't get that. But that's how some people feel. Um, but yeah, so it's just I feel better about it. I I genuinely don't know, and I don't. I'm not going to lead anybody on thinking. Yeah, man, I, I, I knocked that out the park. It was the easiest test. No, no, <laughs> not at all. It was not an easy exam. Uh, the process wasn't easy. The process was irritating, but here we are. So that's where I've been. That's what I've been doing. Um, like I said, I took my time on it. I, I feel better, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um... In the meantime, I'm looking for jobs right now. This is what I call the dead period of the entire like process. Um, and what I mean by that is, so after graduation, typically you have people uh, begin bar prepping, right? So you graduate, you take however long you need from when graduation is until you start bar prepping. And then you take the exam after exam you have a certain amount of time that you have to wait in order to get the results to see if you passed, if you failed, whatever the case. Well, I'm in that dead period. And I call it the dead period because as far as working, 
it is difficult to manage, right? So you have a person that, I'm just going to make up this person, but you have a person that has graduated at the top of their class in law school. They've done all these extracurricular activities in law school. They've done all these um, projects where they, they, they're published writers, everything going for them, right? So you have those people. Um, they've taken the bar exam, but like I said, you have to wait until results. So be honest with you, when they go to apply for jobs, they're pretty much overqualified for a lot of jobs. But they're underqualified because they don't have the license to actually practice law. So people go into this dead period trying to get a job to obviously pay bills and everything like that because life doesn't stop. Your your process might stop, but life doesn't stop. Bills don't stop. Um, and so you got people that go into it looking for jobs, but it's hard to get hired because there's, let's say they're, they're only applying to law firms. Well, you can be very qualified for that law firm position, the associate position, whatever the case is. A lot of firms won't hire you because... They can't use you to sign off on legal documents. They can't use you to do much of the stuff that you're supposed to do, like give legal advice. Now, they can hire you in some instances to do legal research or do everything else but give legal advice and all that, which is fine. Some people get those jobs, but a lot of times the firms don't do that. Um, And so it's hard to get that job. Uh, In the government, on the government side, I should say, um, you can get hired. However, a lot of times, so like with the public defender's office, a lot of times you can get hired, um, but you're not going to get paid for that work because you can't get paid because at least with the public defender, you're given nothing but legal advice pretty much the whole time. Or, like I said, you can get hired, but you're not going to do you're not necessarily going to do all of the legal work that you are capable of doing that you've studied for. And so it's hard to get those jobs, like I said, because you just don't have the license. On the other hand, because you can't get those jobs, you apply for other jobs, lesser paying jobs. I don't I don't look at it as a um, a, a job that's beneath Lawyering, I just I don't look at it that way because that's disrespectful as I don't know what because people enjoy these type of jobs. And I don't I'm not afraid to get these type of jobs. Um, However, it is difficult to get these jobs because technically we're overqualified. So that same person I mentioned before that has all these accolades and was the top of the class there, they can struggle to get a uh a job that's not in the legal field because they are overqualified. Those employers are terrified or don't want to spend the money because it's expensive to hire somebody um, and go through training and all that, which a lot of people don't understand, but um, it's expensive to hire a new hire. And especially it's especially expensive if you hire that person and then a month, two months later, they quit and you got to rehire somebody else. That's more money that the company doesn't want to spend. That's why they want the longevity and all this other stuff and blah, 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 blah. So other reasons too, but 
at least for right now, that's that's one of the the top reasons. And so it's difficult to find those jobs. And so this is like I said, this is the dead period. So I'm in the dead period. I'm qualified for a lot of jobs. I'm I'm also underqualified for a lot of jobs because I don't have the license. Um, there's other factors that go into it as well. Um, I'm not going to get into that on this episode. <laughs> That's a, a totally different episode that I can get into. But <clears throat> excuse me. But I will say this. I So I mentioned this on Twitter a few days ago. I got a lot of uh, traction in the on law Twitter, legal Twitter. And then there was one person that I think messaged today or commented today and said something about... Um, Oh, what did he say? You're you're panicking about two months of no income. What were you doing for those three years while in school? Oh, here it is. Okay. So I basically said that the system is flawed. The time for waiting for results is a dead period, which I've been mentioning. Holding a JD, you are typically overqualified for most jobs, but not qualified to practice because you lack licensure. So what do you do in between? Do you ask for help? Do you rely on savings? Do you rely on parents, et cetera, et cetera? Most people just don't have that luxury. You know what I mean? Like you, you, there's a lot of people that are in law school that have wealthy parents that come from a background of law. And so they're able to get that help from their parents. Then there's other students that cannot do that. There's some that are parents. That yes, they although they have savings, but that's what the savings are for. Is is, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's one of those things that you just the savings is for the family in case of emergencies. Technically, yes, is you can say this is an emergency and this is what it's actually for for situations like this. But you don't want to touch that savings if you can avoid it, right? And so it's, it's difficult for people like that to to survive because bills, like I said earlier, bills don't pause. Um, some people don't have savings. Some people have already burned through their savings. Some people uh, don't have the parents to, to, to be able to help them out. They don't have a guardian that can help them out. Literally, some people are on their own. Um, and so the, the so, <clears throat> excuse me. To me, the whole system is flawed in that sense. But this person ended up commenting <laughs> and said, first thing they said was, I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings. They were not hesitant to hire me, and I don't think they even knew I had a JD, which is fine. That is that is great. I'm glad you were able to do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not everybody can do that. Right? It's just, that's the reality. Obviously, we want to do that. We want to be able to get one of those jobs so we can pay the bills. But then the person coming in and said, out of all the problems the bar system poses, this is the least of them. You're panicking over two months of no income. What were you doing for the past three years of law school? Hey, bro. (laughs) You don't, you don't, you completely missed everything I said in the, in the thread that I had, because there was more that I said in the thread. I'm not going to read it now, but you completely missed everything that I said. You completely missed the fact that people just aren't as fortunate as others. A lot of situations, things happen and you can't, you're not able to get income within those 
month, two months, however long the your jurisdiction makes you wait. And it's just I was like, yo, so I thought to myself, like, man, this how is it not like how do you not panic? Like money is always a stressor in a country that it keeps inflating everything, but they don't raise wages. Like people are the 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 income inequality in this country is ridiculous, as a lot of people know, whether they want to believe it or not, but the numbers are there. It's it is there. For you to say or question somebody and say, "Oh, you're you're only panicking about two months of no income." What were you going? What what have you been doing, bro? What you mean I've been doing? I've been in school. You literally just said it. Like I've been in law school for the past three years, well, two and a half for our program, but past three years I've been in law school, where it is highly discouraged I guess like you, you highly recommended I should I'm gonna put it that way it's highly recommended that you don't work your first year because your first year of law school is so different than what you're used to you got to get adjusted second and third year yeah you can work but it's still gonna be difficult because of the amount of work that you have to do with with school so I wasn't able to work I was still getting some money because of the VA I'm a veteran but regardless a lot of people don't have that luxury of having, like I said, parents or whoever to give you money or they can't rely on a trust fund. They can't rely on savings. They, You know what I mean? Like they've taken out loans to get through school so they can get to the point of having the savings, to get to the point of having all this wealth. And for him to say that, it didn't it didn't bother me. It just confused the mess out of me because it's like, bro, you you really believe that most people went through school without thinking about all this. <laughs> like you you really believe that that you shouldn't have to worry about no income for two months. Like that's not a that's not a stressor. Which I I don't I don't get. I don't understand that. You know what I mean? Like I don't how is that not a stressor? How is money not a stressor when you don't have money, when you're not making money? If you don't have money, money is going to be a stressor for majority of us. I'll put it that way. Majority of us. It's going to be it's going to be difficult to not feel stressed about where the money is going to come from. So obviously that brings in where is my next meal going to come from, where uh, uh, where am I going to live, blah, 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 all the good stuff everybody knows about. And it's just it, it blew my mind that somebody said that. As if that was the norm or something, you know what I mean? Like it was just, it, I don't know, it was weird. I, I didn't, I wasn't bothered by it. I was just confused. Like I, all right, dude, you got it. You the man. You the alpha dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got it made. You got everything figured out, don't you? you? No plan has ever failed under 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 your watch. You know, so it's just, I don't know. It was weird. Anyway. That was a little rant, my fault. I had to I had to bring that up. But yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> um so this is I guess I'm going back to the beginning again. But this is season two of Late to the Game. Um hopefully one, hopefully I passed this daggone exam. 
Um, but if not, so I'll put it this way. If I don't pass the exam, I'm going to wait another year to take it. I'm not going to be able to survive doing it back to back to back. Um, cause the, so the exam is, is given out two times a year, um, which is ridiculous. I think it should be given out way more often, but the exam is given or administered twice a year. So the next time will be in February. So if I, like I said, if I don't pass, then I won't take it in February. I'll wait until next July. However, when I do pass, people keep telling me to speak it in existence. So I am. When I do pass, I'm going to do a a full season. I don't know exactly how many episodes, um, but I'm going to do a full season two. Hopefully it's going to be a lot more substance to the uh, episodes they're gonna there hopefully there'll be video but if there's no video that's fine too um but the idea is to keep it all on one site so I've I've found a website host or a web host I don't know how you say it um but I found a host that I can have all of my information on there I can share all of my accolades whenever I start uh, uh, really start this career I can have my blog because there's there's a blog capability um, for the site but I can also upload um, my podcast episodes whether it's video or audio or both I can I can upload it all right there for now I'm not going to have the podcast on there the podcast is still going to be uh, on Spotify and Apple Music and I think Google Music and something else. I can't remember what the other ones were, but they're going to be on those, but not on the website. But once I start working and everything is starting to go through and I feel more comfortable, then I'll add it onto the website as well. So that way, if you don't have Spotify or don't have Apple Music or don't have something, you can at least listen to it on your phone or on your computer or your uh, tablet, iPad, whatever the case may be. And you can go to the to the blog or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot better than the first season. Or at least I'm going to try a lot more, <laughs> a lot better. Um, I felt like I tried enough that first season, but... I can always improve, put it that way. I've always seen myself being able to, well, not always, because I used to be a hard-headed little kid um, all throughout high school and, and college. I was hard-headed as I don't know what, this big old head of mine. But um, as an adult and a mature adult, I can see that I need to improve in a lot of areas, which I am not afraid to do. And so with that being said, all of it should be improved. Um, I'm trying to help myself out by building this brand and and taking information from different celebrities different uh uh uh, podcasters and and whoever else lawyers and and other professionals just trying to trying to see them hear them and and see what they do and try to incorporate it into my own little thing and build my own brand uh for the ground up so um, hopefully everything will go a lot smoother this time. Hopefully I can put out more stuff and, and better quality stuff and 
get more people on the podcast. I might even see if I can get my boy John Brown to host with me. So, John, if you're listening, I know you're busy. You just had a baby. Congrats again. Uh, and I know secretly you wanted to name the baby after me, even though it's a girl. But, yeah, yeah, I know you did. Uh, Camilla might fight you, but doesn't matter. I'm going to call the baby Sean. Regardless, I might get my boy John Brown to to help host a, a few of them so that way we can get good conversations going. Um, if my other boys want to jump in, I might get them to speak on some stuff because um, we've all we all grew up together, but we all got different things that we're doing, man. And it's 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 nice to hear what all of us have been doing. And I would love to share how we got to this point i guess like what we had to endure what we've seen our friends do what we've seen our friends not do what we've seen our peers do and what they have not done and and how we've gotten to where we are now um and so yeah so man like i said it's, it's should be better hopefully it's better it's gonna be a whole lot better and a lot more work put into it but anyway i appreciate y'all listening uh if you're new welcome if you're not new and you've heard a couple episodes before, welcome well, welcome back, I guess. Um, hopefully, hopefully y'all can stick around, even if it's only five of y'all listening. I'm cool with that because <laughs> it probably is only going to be five, but that's fine. My mama don't count. She got to support me. She got to. There ain't no choice. Mama said, if you listening, you got to support me. Well... Yeah, you got to support me. Ain't no shortcuts about it. All right, I'm tripping now. Anyway, uh, I appreciate y'all. I holla at y'all. Yeah, we'll see how often I I post to. Hopefully, it's like weekly. (laughs) We'll see.